This episode of the HR Locker podcast is sponsored by HireLocker.com. When you have a job vacancy and you don't want to clutter your inbox with CVs, use HireLocker to receive all your applications into one central location. Grade your applicants, manage the hiring process, and hire the right candidate. Sign up for a 14-day trial over at HireLocker.com. Very often our work lives can become absolutely hectic. We quite often suffer the 11 a.m. or 3 p.m. slump. If that's the case with you, then you need to tune in to this three-part podcast. I'm your host, Aaron O'Connor, and today we are joined by Deirdre Cronley, a wellness and productivity catalyst. She will get you to happy, healthy, and motivated quicker than you can do it yourself. This is part one. Deirdre comes from afresh.ie and the topic of conversation is physical and mental energy and the impact nutrition has on your energy levels. The reason I chose this topic is because I think it's particularly important if you're in a busy job. Um, I myself spent about 15 years in the international telecoms world, traveling all over the place, jumping on and off planes, working six days a week, really long hours uh, across different time zones. And during that time period, I noticed that the choices that I made and the people that I was working with, the choices they made around what they ate, drank, did, didn't do with their body, how they were sleeping, it really had a big impact on their performance and their productivity. And I was so fascinated by this whole area of well-being choices on performance that I decided that I was going to go back and study it in detail. So I packed in the career and I went back to college for a couple of years and I studied nutrition, became a nutritional therapist, a health and fitness professional, a personal trainer, a coach, a whole lot of things. I really became a multidisciplined professional for want of a better word in everything to do with well-being. And then I set up this business called Afresh. And what this is, is all about helping people take a fresh look at their lifestyle and career choices in order to see if they're getting the most from life. So that's essentially uh, what this is all about. And um, I suppose our whole philosophy is underpinned by um, this slide, which really, I think, depicts that our physical, our mental, and our emotional and socioeconomic energy, they're all really interlinked. If one is off kilter, the other may well be off kilter. And all of those things in turn actually affect our ability to perform both in our work life and our personal life. So that's kind of what underpins our whole philosophy. And the area of it that I would like to focus in on today is the whole area around what we're eating and drinking and how that impacts our physical energy, which in turn impacts our mental energy, which of course is going to influence our ability to get our day's work done. So that's kind of the focus for the session today. And what I would like to cover off in the session is, um, I suppose, the basics of what we need to be getting from our diets uh, in terms of the carbs, the proteins, the fats, the dairy, the liquids we need to be drinking. Um, And I'm going to look at the very basics in terms of what they are, why we need them and the different portion sizes. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to tie that into the impact of sugar and those particular foods and what sugar will do to our energy and our stress levels. And then I'm going to try and give you some very practical tips to beat energy slumps um, and manage our stress levels along the way because they're both interconnected. And then maybe take it into very practical terms if you're on the go, what you can eat for a good breakfast, a good lunch or handy snacks. And then really summarise us 
But I guess my key objective is to ensure that we all leave the session today with one thing, just one thing that you're going to do to make a difference to your energy. And to, to make that happen, what I'm going to get our listeners to do, if they wouldn't mind, is maybe just take a moment with a pen and pencil um, or a bit of paper and maybe jot down what it is they're eating and drinking on a typical day. So maybe if everybody could have a little think about what they're eating for their breakfast or are they even eating breakfast? Um, maybe are you eating toast? Is it white or brown? Are you eating cereal? What type of cereal is this? Um, are you having juice? So what are you doing for your breakfast in the morning? Then maybe what's happening around lunchtime? Are you having soup? What type of soup is this? Are you having a sandwich? What's your bread like? What colour is this? Maybe it's a wrap. What are you putting on us? A lot of butter, mayonnaise, or what's going on to us? What are you putting in that sandwich? Um, and then if you're not having a sandwich and you're having a type of meal, are you having your dinner? What are you having? Is it pasta, chicken, fish? Um, are you having any vegetables in there? Would you be having fruit afterwards? Maybe you have a fruit earlier on in the morning. What are you drinking with your dinner, with your lunch, with your breakfast in between? And what are you snacking on um, throughout the day? So I think if everybody just takes a moment to jot those things down, um, you'll have it in front of you then now, hopefully in black and white, um, basically what a typical day looks like for you in terms of what you're eating and drinking. And as we go through the rest of the slides, I'm going to ask you to bear in mind what you've written down and see is there anything that you're going to pick up in the next few slides that you might want to change that will give you more energy. Okay, so that's really what I want to do. The first thing that I'm going to look at are carbohydrates. And unfortunately, carbohydrates have got a lot of bad press um, in recent years. And there's a lot of people on low carb, high protein diets. And I get people coming into me saying that, you know what, they're tired all the time and they've no energy. And when we sit down and we look at what they're eating, generally speaking, a lot of people are not getting carbohydrates into our diets. And um, they're an essential source of energy. Uh, we need to be eating, believe it or not, 55% of our diet needs to be carbohydrates. But they're not all the same. Uh, the complex brown carbohydrates are the good carbs, are the things we get our energy from. The white carbohydrates are the bad carbs, i.e. the ones that release sugar really quickly into our system, which give us an energy high followed by an energy low. And that means then that our energy levels are totally on the floor and our ability to concentrate and focus is minimized. So what I say to our listeners is, are you eating enough carbohydrates, i.e. 55% of your diet? And that equates to six portions a day, but six portions of the right type, the brown rices, the brown breads. And also you can get your carbohydrates from fruit and veg. And we need to be getting five portions of fruit and veg into us a day. So overall, per day, for energy, we need 11 portions of carbohydrates. So can just you, have a think. Can I ask a question? Yeah. What happens if you if you're not getting those portions or if you're not meeting the required amount of portions? What starts to happen in the body? You what happens in practical terms? Let me tell you what happens first in practical terms. What happens is you just get tired, you get tired. You don't have energy. So that's number one. Number two, what happens in your body? If you're not getting the right level of carbohydrate, your blood sugar levels dip. And when your blood sugar levels dip, your ability to focus and concentrate is minimized. 
So what you're inclined to do is reach for something sweet, a quick fix. And then when you have your quick fix, you stick that in your mouth. A lot of people will usually grab a Danish pastry first thing in the morning and around 10 if they haven't had breakfast or they grab a bit of chocolate. And that quick fix will cause your blood sugar levels to spike. So when they spike and we have a slide on it later on, it means then that you get a high, but your insulin will be released in order to try and pull back down your sugar levels to a level that's manageable by your body. And when that happens, then they will go so low, once the insulin pulls them right back down, they'll slump. And then we kick off a process whereby your cortisol reaction kicks in. So it really becomes a bit of a vicious circle. Um, so or a vicious you're, you're cycle. almost on a, a constant seesaw. You're on a constant seesaw. And that's why um, it's so important to try and keep it balanced. And that's why it's important to try and eat frequently, every three to four hours, and complex carbs with a mixture of the other foods that we're going to talk about. So what I'd say is maybe have a look at what it is you're after writing down there and see, have you got lots of the brown breads, the brown rices? Have you got lots of fruits and veg? And if you haven't, what you need to add in to get 11 portions a day, all right? Or maybe you need to replace some of the white stuff you're eating with some brown stuff. So maybe it's a brown bread or brown rice you need to replace with a white rice. Or did I say that correctly? Replace everything white with brown, basically. And so maybe just make a little mental note of that for yourself. Now, the next thing I'm going to have a chat about is protein. And um, sometimes people think, well, protein, it's only for building muscle and all the rest. But protein fulfills another couple of very important functions in our body. Um, the first one is it gives us a feeling of fullness. So that's why it's really important to eat some protein at every meal. Um, it releases something called PYY, more so than other foodstuffs. And that means then, let's say I'm having a carbohydrate and I don't eat any protein with us. I may be hungry uh, within an hour or two, whereas if I combine a little bit of protein within that carbohydrate, it will give me a feeling of fullness for longer. The other important role that proteins play is that they will slow down the release of sugar from carbohydrates. So all carbohydrates will have sugar in them, some more so than others, i.e. like we saw the white ones will have more carbohydrates and more sugar than the brown ones, will release more quickly into our system. So every time we eat carbohydrate, it's a good idea to have a little bit of protein with us. So those are the reasons why we need proteins in our body. And um, overall, carbohydrates should take up 55% of our diets. Uh, proteins should take up only about 15% of our diets if we're a general, general member of the public. And that equates to about two portions of protein a day. And a portion tends to be a fistful size. Now, I have a couple of different samples of proteins up here on the screen. I have beef as one source, and it's an excellent source of protein, but not every day. Um, and I would suggest looking at eggs. Two eggs is one portion of protein, a great source of protein as well, as is fish and nuts and seeds. And I'm a particular fan of fish and nuts and seeds because not only are they a source of protein, but they are also a source of fats, of good fats. And fats is essential in our diet. And whilst 55% of our diet, it's about 11 portions a day, should be complex carbs, 15% should be protein, two portions a day, 30%, a full 30% of our diet should be fat. And fat is essential for our brains. 
So if we want our brain to work when we're at work, uh, we need to be feeding it fat. And so many people are on low fat and fat free diets that they are not getting the full use of their brain simply because they're not feeding it properly. So not only if you don't feed your brain good fat, does it not work properly? It can also develop low mood disorder. And there's now some research showing that doctors are more effectively treating people with low mood disorders uh, with omega-3s, the good fish, the good fat found in oily fish, the salmon, the herring, the mackerel, the tuna, which is an excellent source of not just protein, but the good fat. So what I'd say to you is, as a takeaway from this slide, ensure that you're eating a little bit of protein with every meal, because it does slow down the release of sugar from carbohydrates. And try and get nuts into your diet daily and at least twice a week have fish and try and go for an oily fish, the salmon, the herring, the mackerel, the tuna. Um, fresh and frozen are equally as good. Tinned, with the exception of tinned tuna, contains uh, good protein and good fat, but the tinning mechanism for tuna takes the fat out of us, the good fat out of us. Um, so just bear that in mind when you're selecting your protein. It's really, really important to get a mix and not just rely on one source, such as red meat or chicken, for your source of protein. Get a good balance across it. And then just to follow up a little bit on the, the fat issue, um, we've talked about the good fats, um, the omega-3s that you get in fish, and then the other good fats are the olive oils and sunflower oils and vegetable oils, the polyunsaturated fats. And then the saturated fats are the animal fats, the butters, the fats that tend to be solid at room temperature. Now, again, it's important to get these into our diet in good balance. However, the fat that we need to avoid is really the trans-saturated and hydrogenated fat. And this is the fat that literally kills us. So this particular fat is found in ready-made meals. It's found in takeaways. It's found in a lot of those spreads that we might have in our presses uh, that are easy to spread and it would be on the labels, transaturated or hydrogenated fats. And these come about as a result of food manufacturers putting hydrogen into good fats. And they do this in order to prolong the shelf life of that particular product. So it makes it more commercially viable. So any takeaways, ready-made meals, um, fast food, tend to have those transaturated and hydrogenated fats in them because it just makes it more commercially viable uh, as a product. So at all costs, get those out of your diet. And in fact, if you are cooking with olive oil or some of the good fats, be careful you don't heat them too much or burn them because if you do that, they will turn into a bad fat, i.e. one of the transaturated or hydrogenated fats. So that's why we have coconuts here. Um, coconut oil is good to cook with. It doesn't become as damaged as the other fats or indeed even cook with a little bit of butter. Uh, your grandmother knew what she was doing. So just bear that in mind in terms of fats. The takeaway is make sure you have enough fat in your diet, i.e. 30%. It's a lot of fat, but make sure you're getting it from good sources. So from the nuts, uh, the seeds, from the oily fish and if you can, try cooking with coconut oil. It doesn't leave your food flavoured with coconut. So that's kind of it on the fats. Really, really important, absolutely essential, not just for your brain, but also for your nut, for your skin, uh, your nail and your hair. Um, so if the brain needs a little bit of pumped up um, help, get the fat into us, the blood fat. 
Who'd have thought fat was so important? That's the end of part one to this podcast. Uh, make sure to tune in to part two. Uh, we get on to fruit and veg. Uh, thanks again to Deirdre for taking the time to talk about this topic. This was originally a webinar that's been repurposed into a podcast. If you want access to those slides, head over to the show notes at hrlocker.com forward slash episode 002. As always, it's a pleasure to bring this podcast to you. I hope you got some benefit out of it. If you could take a moment to give us a rating and review in iTunes, it makes a big difference to the podcast. It helps us get found. It helps us to get motivated to continue to create these podcasts and provide value to you. I'm your host, Aaron O'Connor, and we will see you in part two of this episode.